Hi, you're listening to my mom, Kat Lee, on the Inspired to Action podcast. Hey, can I listen to it? Hey, my name is Kat Lee, and I want to welcome you to the Inspired to Action podcast. I hope this show is the pep talk that you need as a mom, a reminder that what you do every day is life-changing, and it matters more deeply than you could ever imagine. Out of all the women in the world, God chose you to be the mother of your children because you are special and amazing and he has called you and he will equip you. So thank you for serving your family, for loving your children fearlessly and for fighting to be a great mom. This episode is for you. Let's jump right in. Hey, friends, welcome to another episode of the Inspired to Action podcast. You know, I was looking back through all the episodes that I've recorded, and we're nearing episode number 40 for this podcast, which is crazy considering I have a whole other podcast, the How They Blog podcast, and we're nearing episode 20-something. I don't exactly remember, but that's a lot of podcasts recorded in the past six months, nine months, whatever it's been. But I realized as I was looking back through that whole list that I never shared my story. We we shared lots of people's stories. I've interviewed some amazing people that I hope that have really given you a lot of wisdom and inspired you and maybe even inspired you to action. Did you get that? Yeah. Anyway, but I realized I hadn't shared my story, not in its entirety anyway. There's a video on my blog on the About page that shares kind of the beginning of my story. And then there's a few posts in there that share some of the end of my story, but nothing that puts it all together. And I know that a lot of you might listen to the podcast, and maybe you've never even visited the blog. So I thought it would be appropriate for me to share my whole story, not because I want to talk about me for 30 minutes, but because I believe God shines through what he's done in my life, and I hope that it gives you vision for what he can do in in yours. That really, man, he—you know when they talk about— When God closes a door, he opens a window. I've always thought that was the lamest quote ever because I believe that when God closes a door, man, he blows the roof off. He knocks the walls down. When God says no to something, that's because he has something infinitely and mind-blowingly better than what he just closed the door on. So I want to share some of my story with you today. There's a verse that I shared a few weeks ago, and I might share this verse just a whole lot because I love it so much. I'm going to start with this verse, and then I'm going to dive into my story. The verse is Ephesians 3, 14 through 21, and it says, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of His glory He may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all of the fullness of God Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. So my story starts out like this. I never knew my mom. 
She was from a country called the Philippines, and she was a nurse. And she came over to the United States to work in a hospital where she met my aunt. And my aunt introduced her to my father, who was a blonde-haired, blue-eyed, all-American guy. And they fell in love, and they got married, and they had my brother. And five years later, they had me. But uh, nine months after I was born, my mother passed away from a disease called lupus, which I believe is a lot more treatable now than it was then. So I never actually knew my mom. I never heard her say my name. I never felt her brush my hair. I never played those hand-clapping games that I never get right. You know the little, you know, you say a rhyme and then you clap your hands that all little girls do with their moms. I was inept at that, and maybe it's because I never had anybody to do it with. But I missed that. I missed not knowing what it was like to have a mom. I felt like it was this integral part of being a little girl, to do things with your mom, to have her braid your hair, to have her help you pick out clothes, and then when you get older, to fight with her and to go shopping with her and to do all those things. And more than anything, uh, I hated Mother's Day. It was the worst holiday of the year because I would go to church and we, the class would get together and we would sing these songs and we'd, you know, for our parents, or we'd go up on stage at church and sing or at school, we'd make all these little Mother's Day crafts with these cute rhymes. And on stage, I would sing the songs and just kind of look at the ceiling. And those crafts I would make and I would throw in the trash on my way out. Motherhood, I mean, Mother's Day was the worst uh, day of the year for me. And I never really knew much about my mom or her family. Her family was on the other side of the world. They lived in the Philippines, all of them did. And so I never. I until recently, I never knew how many aunts or uncles I had. I never knew how many cousins I had. We had some communication with them. My grandfather was very techy, and we were we would record cassette tapes and mail them to them. And every now and then, we'd get airmail letters from my grandparents. But I never was never really clear on how many aunts and uncles or cousins or how big my family was or really where they lived or anything about them. So not only was my mom a mystery. But that whole side of the family was a mystery. And then to kind of tack onto that, the fact that my brother and I were growing up with our blonde hair, blue eyed dad and his whole family, I, I think I thought for my entire growing up that I was white. I had no clue because everybody in our family was European. I guess we were like Dutch and Swedish. And so to this day, sometimes just to mess with people, people will say, Sue, and they're trying to be real tactful. They'll say, Sue, so, so what are you, meaning my ethnicity? And because I'm, you know, just about as much Dutch-Swedish as I am Filipino, I'll say, oh, I'm kind of Dutch-Swedish, and then I'll just leave it there. It's actually really funny, and it's fun to see the awkward look on their face. Anyway, so I grew up really not feeling like I fit in very well anywhere, because I didn't know my mom. I didn't know really what it was like to be a girl. I was so clueless about fashion. It's almost hilarious to to remember. So I don't know how old you guys listening are, but some of you might remember when it was really cool to tight roll your jeans, and maybe it's cool again. I'm not aware of these things. But back in the late 80s, we would tight roll our jeans. And 
I didn't really get the concept. I knew that you like rolled them up, but I didn't understand how it worked until one night at a youth group lock-in. I looked over and I saw this guy. He was he just gone um, like roller skating or something. So he was fixing his pants and he like flipped. He, he like tucked his pants together, like the pant leg together. It's hard to describe on a podcast. He tucked the pant leg together at the ends and then he flipped it over and then he rolled it up. And I remember watching that thinking, oh, I get it. Now that's how you do it. You flip it over and then roll it up. And that how, that's how it ends up being a tight roll. See, because I just always rolled it and it just flopped around. And I thought everybody else had special pants or something. I couldn't figure out what I was doing wrong. And that's just one story of many of how I just, I just needed a mom to show me how to do things. Because I got so many things wrong trying to figure them out on my own. And then when I was 26 years old, I remember going to a Sunday school luncheon with my husband. And I was sitting there talking to someone, and I'm sure I was paying attention, but out of the corner of my eye, I saw my Sunday school teacher. And her daughter, who was nine, was sitting on her lap, and they were playing one of those hand-clapping games that I was extremely inept at. And I Out of nowhere, I feel like the thought suddenly struck me that even at 26 years old, I wanted nothing more than to be like that little girl. I wanted to know what it was like to sit on my mama's lap. I wanted to know what it was like to feel that comfort and that protection. I wanted to know what it was like to play with her, to hear her say my name, to laugh with me. And it was a a hard moment at that point in my life. But now when I look back on it, I feel like God the whole time was whispering, just wait, (laughs) just wait. Have I got something for you? Because my loving, ever-redeeming, faithful father, he gave me not one, but two little girls and a bonus little boy. And we play hand-clapping games, and they call me mama. And y'all, I love Mother's Day. It's it is my favorite day of the year. In fact, I already I already um, saw my daughter make her Mother's Day present for me, and Mother's Day is you know however far away now, about a month away. But she knows how much I love it and how much it means to me because God redeemed the whole holiday. He redeemed my whole story and brought it full circle because now I get to be that very thing I always dreamed of. Every day I have the opportunity to be to my kids what I never had. He redeems whatever your past is, he can redeem it. Whatever your present is, he can redeem it. And he longs to take our brokenness aside and make it beautiful. There's a song from Oh, who is it by? I think it's by Gungor or All Sons and Daughters. I'm forgetting at the moment. But it's called Brokenness Aside. And it says how God longs to take our brokenness aside and make it beautiful. And I love that image. And I want to encourage you today that whatever your brokenness is, He can and will and wants to take it aside and make it beautiful. So I've been given this opportunity to be a mom, and I love it, and I'm passionate about it. I'm as clueless as anything about it, but I'm determined to be the best mom that I can be. And y'all, I fail every 
single day. Maybe every minute, but definitely every day. I think failure isn't defined by how many times you do something wrong, but failure is only defined when we quit, when we stop moving forward. So however many times I fail as a mom, I am determined to keep moving forward. I'm determined to keep learning. I want to read books. I want to study the word. I want to pray for my kid. I want to ask other moms how they do it. Comparison doesn't really matter to me because the only person I have to compare myself to is myself. How was I yesterday? What kind of mom was I last week? Am I growing and am I fighting constantly to be a better mom? My husband once said to me after a particularly hard day, I remember I had a sort of Anne of Green Gables moment and I just put the kids to bed. You know, have you ever put your kids to bed and it's like crossing the finish line and you're crawling across the finish line just trying to make it and you finally get them to bed and you close that last door and give them that last sip of water. And I remember sitting down next to my husband and just crying. And he said to me, you know, sweetheart, it's not about the mom that you were today. It's about the mom that you're fighting to be. And you are fighting to be a great mom. And I know that each of you listening, you are fighting to be a great mom. Otherwise, you wouldn't be spending the time listening to this. You'd be doing something else. You'd be somewhere else. But you are fighting to be a great mom. So no matter what today has been like, I want to encourage you. It's not about the mom that you were today. It's about the mom that you're fighting to be. But you know what? God doesn't just sort of redeem our story. He likes to go above and beyond. He likes to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think. So shortly after I became a mom for the third time to my son, I felt like at that point I'd had a couple blogs and I decided that I needed to stop doing stuff online. I had a web design business and I was blogging. And I just felt like I needed to lay it all down to focus on this gift that I'd be given, been given, this opportunity to be a mom. And so I did. I stopped blogging, and I stopped doing my web design stuff. And then in 2010, I was just praying and felt like I was to start it up again. And I was like, Lord, well, what should I write about? And he was like, you should write about motherhood. And I mean, I, I was sort of like Sarah at that point in time. Thankfully, you know, nothing came of it, but I sort of laughed at that point in time because I was like, you want me to write a blog about motherhood? What do I know about that? I I never, I didn't see it growing up. I don't have any experience with it. What am I supposed to write about? And, And on top of that, I'm not crafty. I'm not a great cook. I'm not, you know, a fashionista. What sort of, you know, connection am I going to have with moms? And I just felt like he said, you know, well, you're good at getting up in the morning. And my first thought was, well, you know, that's going to go over really well. Let me let me start a blog about getting up early. I'm sure that's going to be a hit. But you know what? He was right. I wrote the ebook Maximize Your Mornings, and it did really well. And it got you know spread around to different people because I think moms wanted that direction and that inspiration to know that, man, I want to be serious about being a mom. I want to get up early. Now, note, that doesn't necessarily mean going to bed, you know, late. You want to get the same amount of sleep. But I want to get up early and be a focused and excellent mother. I want to pursue greatness in this role that I've been given. And it starts with the first moments of the day. So I wrote this ebook, and it did well. And the blog started to grow. And then not too long afterward, I think it was maybe about a year or so, I got a text message uh, from a guy named Sean Groves. And he said, we're going 
on a compassion blogger trip, and I wanted to know if you wanted to go. Well, first of all, I was kind of blown away because I've never really considered myself a writer. I, I write more just to encourage people because that's what I like to do. And for the blog to have taken off like it did, and then for him to ask for me to go on a blogger, a compassion blogger trip, I was just kind of blown away. What an honor to be able to represent these children, to represent this organization. And so that in and of itself, I was just, you know, thrilled about, obviously. But then his next line left me undone. It said, we're going to the Philippines. Do you want to go? The place that I had dreamed of my whole life, this place where it was my only connection to my mom, to people who looked like me. Um, I was just blown away. God, out of all the places that compassion works, out of all the places they could go that one particular trip shortly after I'd even started the blog that caused them to invite me to go on the trip, of all of the places they picked the Philippines. I just love how God works. I think that he had so much fun orchestrating that and planning that and making that happen. I had dreamed my whole life of going there, but I, we're not a world-traveling family. It wasn't ever in my grid that I would actually be able to go. So not only was I going to get the opportunity to go to the Philippines, but just a few months earlier, I'd gotten a Facebook message from a girl named Esther. And she said, I'm your cousin, Esther, from the Philippines. And she went on to talk a little bit about herself. And when we were very small children, we would actually write back and forth to one another. But I hadn't heard of her or about her in probably 15 to 20 years. And so when I got this Facebook message, I, I mean, again, okay, sometimes I don't really cry a lot in general in life. But in this moment, I remember it was late at night and I got an email that I had a Facebook message and I checked it and I saw that it was from her. And then I got to click through and I got to see these faces that I'd never seen. And I remember sitting there crying. And so God orchestrated that a few months before Sean invited me on this trip so that by the time I got to the Philippines and the, I remember the day that I met my compassion child, her name is Marie Kaur, we were on the bus that took us to all the places that we were going and we pulled back up to the hotel and the hotel had floor to ceiling windows on the second floor. And Sean was talking about something. I was a little bit tuned out at that point in time because I looked up and I saw this big group of people, and I knew it was my family. Many of them had traveled over 20 hours just to be in Manila when I was there. Some of them had stayed in Manila an extra week because they knew that I was going to be there. And so I rushed out of the bus, and the trip photographer, Keely, who was amazing, had the wherewithal to grab her camera and rush out after me. And I went through the security to get into the hotel, and I hugged all these women that looked just like me. And I met all these people that knew my mom. All these people that I'd never met before but were family. And we were connected by this one woman that they hadn't seen in years and that I'd never known. And it was a precious, precious time. And it just so happens that that day was Memorial Day. And I think that's another detail that God just loves to make happen. So I just want to say to you, that God wants to redeem our stories, whatever they are. Sometimes that involves laying down everything that you feel is part of your identity. 
But then maybe God will ask you in the future to pick it back up. And maybe he'll use that very thing to redeem the story that started when you were nine months old. Y'all never underestimate what God has in store for you. However small and mundane your season might feel like it is right now, or however big and overwhelming it might feel, never, never underestimate the fact that He is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask and all that we think. So I want to encourage you right now. I know that as a mom, we don't get a lot of recognition Um, There's no bright lights or award ceremonies. The only gowns that we ever get to wear are the hospital ones that are open in the back. But I believe that when we get down our knees for our children, heaven roars. When you get up in the middle of the night to take care of your sick child, there are cheers in heaven for you. What you are doing is not small. It is not insignificant. As someone who's never known what it's like to have a mom, can I just say that what you are doing is priceless and who you are is powerful. Out of all of the women in the world, God chose you for your children. He has a call on your life and he will equip you to do it. And you are doing a good job. For every time you help solve a fight or a situation with your kids, you're doing a great job. For every time you go pick up a sick kid from school, you are doing a great job. Every time you cut up hot dogs and make chicken nuggets for your children and feeding them and taking care of them and giving them life, you are doing a great job. And do not let the enemy tell you any different. He would like to minimize the role that you've been given, but I say to you, it is a noble calling. And everything that you do matters. I never even knew my mom, yet she and her life has impacted so much of who I am. How much more do you impact the lives of your children and of future generations to come? You are fulfilling a noble calling. God wants to do great things in and through you in all of the small moments as well as the big moments of your life. He wants to redeem your story. So any brokenness that you have, don't hide it. I challenge you to give it to him. To say, God, this is my story. And I, in and of myself, can do nothing with it. But I I ask that you would redeem it for your good and your glory so that others can know you. So that's my encouragement to you today, moms, that what you do is so priceless and so valuable. Pursue it with excellence, man. Cook those chicken nuggets with everything you got. Plan those menus. All of those things add up to create an environment of love and security that builds a foundation for our kids to jump off of and pursue the things of God in a passionate way. Don't underestimate the things that you do every single day. God wants to and will use them for His good and His glory and to the benefit of everyone around us. So I'm going to close with a prayer for you. Maybe that's weird, praying on a podcast, but I just want to do that for you today. So God, I ask for every mom listening, I ask that she would know the nobility of her calling, that 
her head would rise and her chin would stick out every time she hears the word mom, knowing that she has been chosen and she has been called to raise these people that you want to use to impact the world. I pray that she would see everything that she does in a new light, that everything she does is help building these children and building this foundation for them. I ask that you would encourage her. I pray that you would fill her with purpose and vision for what she's doing. Give her a passion to know your word, a passion to pray for her children, that she would take on this role, not as something that's been put on her, but something that she embraces, that she clings to and runs with, with the passion and with love. God, use each mom listening right now in a mighty way. Help her to know her calling. Help her to speak life and truth into the lives of her children. Help her to be an encouragement and a blessing to her husband. God, thank you for every woman listening. In Jesus' name. So for this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God and not a him who is able to do far more abundantly abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Well, that's all that we have for today's episode of the Inspire to Action podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen. I know that there are a million things that you could be doing right now, and I hope that this episode has encouraged you. You know, if you have any questions or suggestions for me, just head over to inspiredtoaction.com and click the contact button to send me an email. I would love to hear from you, and I would love to do whatever I can to get the resources that you need to keep growing as a mom. And if you enjoyed this podcast, it would be awesome if you would take a minute to rate it on iTunes. That's going to help more moms to find it and get the encouragement that they need. And as always, you can check out all the show notes for this session at inspiredtoaction.com. And you can also download any of our free ebooks or our free prayer calendars for moms at the blog. Just go to inspiredtoaction.com and click on the resources link. And my name is Kat Lee, and I wish you an incredible day with your family. And remember, you're a mom. You're kind of a big deal. Now go be awesome. It's early in the morning, the house is quiet. But I've set aside this time for you. I bow before the throne of a noble king. And in this place, my heart begins to sing. It's gonna be a good day, a good day filled with His grace, His grace and sweetness.